0: Love Life, featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light.
1: I am open and receptive to embrace my unique gifts. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And
0: we thought talk today about core gifts which is something which can go under a few different names we could perhaps also refer to this as your innate talents natural um, you know uh when you see like a, a child sit down and play the piano amazingly like you might say oh that child is just a natural born talent or something like that but we could also perhaps use the word um soul purpose uh or life purpose it's this idea that Every single person, of course, we've all got our unique little fingerprints and along with those unique little fingerprints and our special snowflake status, we've all got these very unique reasons why our soul is here and what we plan to do with our lives. But what we have that is our own very special, very deep, beautiful, amazing thing that we are here in this world to give, share, enlighten, educate with to use for ourselves for personal power, and to show to others. Now, let's be very clear that I'm not necessarily saying, oh, and it's playing the piano, (laughs) but it might be. For some people, they are very lucky because they're born with a set of lungs on them, or they're breakdancing age three, as seen in many YouTube viral clips and so forth. But for other people, your core gifts are going to be more things like, you are the most loyal person I'll ever meet, you are the most honest person I'll ever meet, You value truth speaking very, very highly. You're an amazing listener. You're a nurturer and you can raise 12 children and never, you know flap around or, or, or break a sweat you know th- there's going to be all sorts of different emotional areas that you are actually going to specialize in whether you realize it or not and this in fact leads us into some of the interesting point Jane uh, points Jane actually linked to shadow work when you don't recognize and embrace your core gifts what begins to happen to them well that's why I actually really wanted the
1: affirmation to be about you know I'm open and embracing because so often you know we meet people and we say well who are you and they can't answer that question when I can look at somebody and go you're kind loyal trusting giving generous sensitive compassionate um, trustworthy blah, blah 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 and their eyes start to sort of get wide and they might start to blink a little bit with a bit of emotion going wow she really sees me I would love people to be able to actually say that for themselves, not wait for somebody to say it for you, mm. but to actually be bold enough to embrace it and to be able to say, I am this, and feel fantastic about it. And then there's the other side of the little gifts that we have that people think everybody's got that. Everybody can do that. That's not unique. Well, who cares whether it's unique to one person on the planet or one million people on the planet? It is still a gift And it's still something that's effortless and easy to you. It's a default setting that this is who you are or it's a default setting of this is what you can easily do, e.g. the piano playing. I mean, only last night I was having a conversation with a beautiful friend who does beautiful calligraphy. Mm. And she's saying, you know, she's wanting more work-life balance and she's given up a couple of shifts, a couple of days' work and wants to spend more time with her teenage children. And, you know, the usual battle of, you know, money versus... Time, And I said, what are you doing with your gorgeous calligraphy? She said, oh, that, Jane. I just do that for friends and family, you know, when people want something nice written or I do it on the school certificates. And I said, but you could be charging for this. This is a beautiful gift. This is a gorgeous skill that you have that other people don't have that they would enjoy paying for, having beautiful calligraphy written. Hmm. Cards, wedding notes. invitations, yeah, exactly. Um, certificates, awards, all of those things.
0: Oh, I know. There's a beautiful um, watercolourist and sort of homemade handbook maker in America. Her name is Susan Branch, and she has a really beautiful, inspiring blog. She basically was just sort of a woman sitting at home, a little bit bored, just sort of homemaking, and she bought a really basic box of watercolors and started to just paint and realised that she actually could very amazingly just paint one of the things she'd always been really good at was perfect penmanship so at school she always got the awards for best handwriting and she was just absolutely beautiful almost like this copper plate kind of a handwriting but it's like well what do you do with that in life what do you do with it she's hand written by hand about 15 books that so they're not typed or printed they're actually written by hand oh and illustrated by herself as well and so she actually made a living out of her handwriting Beautiful. So this just goes to show that you you absolutely will fall into the trap of thinking, oh yeah, I'm really good at da 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 da, but who cares about that anyway? That's useless. That's that, that's not going to earn me money.
1: Well, when I spoke to this lady last night about calligraphy, Shan said, "Oh, but people can just do it on the computer," and I said, "No, they can't." You're missing the point. Not hand done, beautiful writing. Nobody wants a printed no, calligraphy. Nobody. That's right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: amazing
1: isn't it yeah but the the gift the gift is the thing that you can do or you are by default effortless and easy and chances are that you think oh that's so easy
0: that everybody else has it or can do it too a a good way to figure out what they are your core gifts if if you don't know how to find them is you are this is actually borrowing a little bit from shadow work if you'd like to go back and reference that episode a long time ago about your your dark shadow side um You ask yourself, what really annoys me in people? So, for example, um, oh, I could never get over the fact that that boyfriend I used to have, um, just he just was so unsupportive of me. He just didn't, he never supported me. Well, what that might be highlighting is the fact that you view support as a very, very high spiritual value it's something that really really is important to your very very soul and it usually means that you are in fact probably one of the most supportive people on the planet you actually know how to support with your eyes closed falling off a log backwards it's something that's very natural to you now it depends what stage of owning that gift you are either you do support um, and you just get really peeved when other people just don't show up with that value or you find that you consistently are surrounding yourself with people who don't support you ever, ever, ever at all. And the reason why is because you are not supporting yourself. You're not using your core gift. You're not owning that. Right. Core gift. What a cool way to find it. Yeah, so it's our core gifts are they are so actually empowered there's so much power in these gifts because they they lead us to a much clearer understanding of who we are and the elements that make us up and I like to think from a spiritual point of view some of these often really do come from past lives Jane like as in if you've spent a few lifetimes I mean maybe you've just spent a hell of a lot of lifetimes mothering maybe you've been that woman on the moors in the cottage with 12 children and you've done that more than once you know how to handle a small army of children maybe it's that you've worked, you've been a soldier in many many lifetimes and you know how to withstand a lot of physical pain or physical conditions because you've got that grit you can really strive on towards goals and not let setbacks you know throw you off your path you've just got that extra determination and willpower you know so i it's interesting i think the things that show up in this lifetime are sometimes things that we've spent some time fine honing before and we return to very naturally and gracefully with ease when we're called upon in this lifetime to be so So therefore again. it does become the default. That Yeah, they are. Is, they're things that have been with you since you were born.
1: And that is why so often they're not acknowledged. Because it's a default. It's just the way you are. You haven't had to work at it. You didn't have to read a book. You didn't have to listen to a podcast. You didn't have to go and do a course to try and be more like that. Mm. You just are that. You are. And so therefore you perhaps haven't even acknowledged it. You know, when somebody says to me, you know, oh, I'm a bit boring, and I go, what does that mean? Oh, you know, I'm just really reliable and trustworthy and honest. And it's it's all a bit boring. I don't really have anything really glamorous to bring to the table. And I think... Do you not know that they are the qualities that I only want to be around?
0: <laughs> <laughs> only. If you ain't got them, go away. I <laughs> know. Oh, How much we undervalue and underwrite these, we do. We do. Write so them off. So what on. if we were to explore a few of those qualities and why don't we have a
1: little chat about why we value mm. those so-called boring qualities so much oh. and see if this helps each of us that go, puts our hand up and says, oh, well, I'm that. Well, look at that. They That's make, the value in it. will make the world go around some of these yeah. qualities. You Let's know. start with something. I went for a job interview back in 1980-something, early 80s. It was like a million Mm -hmm. years ago. And it was kind of the first job interview I went, which was with... Actually, I think it's the only job interview I've ever been on, where it was with a HR company. Mm -hmm. So they kind of drilled me a bit differently to how when you're just going to have a chat with the boss... And uh, one of the things they said was, I'll name your best quality. or oh, no, describe yourself. And I wrote, I'm kind. And I remember them saying, kind isn't really kind of what we're looking for. Oh, uh, so not a corporate value. <laughs> it's not, is it? But let me turn that around. It is all I look for now in every area of my life, including corporate. In business. The number one quality that I looked for when employing staff with social aid. The number one, kindness. How do you check for kindness? How do you test for that, Jane? oh, look, I'm an empath. I just feel it. You just, so I, I can intuitive, intuitively know that. Yeah. Um, but it's often... Kindness oh, cool. usually goes hand in hand, not always, but usually. If kindness is in its full capacity, right, mm. so it's not where, oh, yeah, I'm a kind person, but I'm not kind all the time. But if it really is a default... So what we're talking about, that core gift, so not something that's been learnt, but something that is the core gift... It usually goes hand in hand with a softness and a warmth. Yeah, yeah. And that warmth can be seen so easily in the way that they speak, in their body language, and so that's how you know that that is a core gift of kindness. But I want to share that because the world is changing and we are starting to value people's core gifts and beautiful personality traits and emotional intelligence in a much more enriching way in every part of our life and so I get really excited you know like Katie who's my um, my PA in social way is that through and through and what happens as a result she writes the most beautiful loving emails to our members and that's what I want so to that HR company back in the early 80s <laughs> what, are, what are they getting on these days but you know his kind so there's kindness there is kindness as how much that is valued and if I'm valuing it there would be trillions of people on this planet that are valuing it as well.
0: I just saw a study uh, which said emotional intelligence is becoming such a buzzword as the rest of the world starts to catch on to this EQ thing, Jane. And, And they're actually, they've done studies now to show that having a high emotional intelligence, people with high EQs earn more than people with just the IQs in the job front. And we understand why. It's exactly for the reason, for example, that Jane just illustrated. So, what about, let's say, the little pensioner who lives the quiet little life in the little house in the little quiet suburb and just walks the dog once a week and goes to bingo and crochets and watches, you know, TV and leads a very very quiet life. See, it's very easy to look at someone like that and almost think, well, what's, what's their purpose in being here really? You know, what, what, what's their core gift, you know? And this is where I, I love it because really, we really have to push ourselves. See, Jane and I have done the episodes where we've talked about passions and topics that you're curious or interested in or fascinations that you want to follow, how to make careers out of them, how to follow them um, and, you know, start small businesses off them. I think today by talking about core gifts, we're going one subtler, and we're saying yeah. forget about business and making money out of it and, you know, I really like gardening and I really like children so I'm going to do children's gardening classes in the community garden. We're not talking about that today. No. We're talking more about really understanding the three or four core gifts that you have as a human, as a personality, as a soul. What are the four things that are just so deeply you that you do so easily and gracefully? So if we go to this little pensioner... Wow. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you know, well, we'd have to meet one and have a chat with them maybe to find out. No, I could take a guess. I would take a guess. Let's take a guess each. What's your guess? Oh, I've got two. I would say gentleness and consideration.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That she would be a very gentle person. Now, how are gentle people good? You know what? When you are not feeling great about the world or you feel like the world's just all too fast and heavy and go, 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 and you go and sit down next to a gentle person, your world just softens. It's such a gift to be around to just soften it.
0: Children and animals need gentle
1: people in their lives. Let's look that's that experiment that they've just put a childcare centre into a old age uh, nursing
0: home with extraordinary results. Exactly, exactly. Beautiful. It's again, it's these little undermined values that we don't think are that important that can actually change lives. They're, these are these core qualities, these core gifts. When you know what you have to bring,
1: and then you know when you own them. Mm. You then can know how you can best be of service with these gifts. I reckon Because our souls need softening all the time
0: and balancing and
1: stimulating
0: and... I reckon this little pensioner lady, I reckon she's got reliability. I reckon she always shows up on time. I think she always has the milk money in the envelope. Yes. I think she always... she'll You ask ask her to bake for the the local church... She'll do um, it. Bake... Sale and it'll it'll be yeah, there. The neighbour goes away. She'll look after your veggie patch and your chooks and your dog for you. Yeah, yeah. She, you can trust her with your key. You can you know she's just. We need these people in communities. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to add consideration that, you know, she'd be walking her her dog every day around the block and she sees that somebody's left dog poo, well, she'll be the one picking it up and Mm. putting it in the bin or she sees that somebody's having a bit of a dispute out the front yard so she'll actually cross the road and walk away so that you can have your privacy. But at the same time, she'll ring and check in on you later on to make sure you're okay Mm. so discreetly. There's another one, discretion. That lady would be so full of Discretion. There are four awesome qualities from what could easily be negatively judged as being the boring old lady that sits at home and watches neighbours on TV every night.
0: Yeah, that's right. And yet
1: she's got these beautiful, rich qualities.
0: She's an earth angel sitting right there, actually, without even thinking about it, just exuding qualities that some people spend lifetimes trying to arrive at because they're of such a pure vibrational intent. Well, let's go the other way. Let's
1: go. Here's the arrogant... Loud, judgmental, opinionated, six foot two, very broad shoulders, big man, big suit. What's his core gifts? Let's get into that he energy. Gets, he
0: gets shit done. If he's your lawyer, you want him on your side. <laughs> he gets shit done. Exactly. And, and he doesn't, you know, he might be a bully, but sometimes the bullying can be a good thing if it is um if he's fighting for others' rights, if he's sticking up for the union, if he's defending, you know, somebody in court, if he's if he's just not allowing bullshit on the, on the footy team with the lads, like he might be... You can go to him and you could say hey, you know how our sons both play in the same football team? I don't
1: know how to talk to the coach but he's being really negative to my child. What do you think I should do? Oh, I'll take care of that for you, love. Uh-huh, no worries. Well, I'll get into it. I'll let him know. No worries. Leave with me. <laughs> Thanks, done. <laughs> you know, um... But what other qualities? I'm thinking. You know, he's a hard character. I'm thinking. He's a hard character. Okay, so he's What else does he have? He makes no apology for his presence. Mm, mm -hmm, He mm -hmm. has the example to actually just be. He actually just is him with no apologies. Yeah. That's solid. So the chances are that he's also possibly solid in commitment you may find that this is a guy that actually he may not but he may be quite solid in commitment that he actually at the same time says i'll see you tuesday at 10 or when i'm when i'm up my mind to do something yeah I'm it's all gonna the happen. Way. that's right yeah. so commitment is a big mm. thing so therefore if you need somebody to commit if you're going to be moving house and you need you know four people to help you move and you need them there at 10 o'clock on
0: tuesday and he says yes he'll be there I also think if a guy like him, let's say he's really moneyed up, he's always been in a lucrative career, he went to a private boys school, he came from a rich family, money is something that is very natural to him. He doesn't think twice about money, he doesn't think twice about spending. That can actually be an awesome lesson to those of us who struggle with money because he has actually achieved the vibration of the the Buddhist law of unattachment to, to the coin. He has no neediness insecurity laws like lack of scarcity no worry about putting down money using money attracting in more money you know it's just it's such a given, it's not even part of his reference point, you know. And so I think when you're looking to spiritually or vibrationally emulate, it's, it can be, in the same way that people like to go, for example, and sit in the presence of the Dalai Lama when he comes to Australia to speak, people will go to sit there because they just want to sit in his vibration, which I presume might be, say, inner peace or compassion or something like that. To spend five minutes in the energy of someone who's a ball breaker or who really has their money sorted, can be a very interesting vibrational experience if you don't. Yeah, Because I like you it. see the kind of personal power and confidence that that man has achieved, and he then becomes a benchmark for you. One day, I want to be like that too. I want to have that level of complete... Um, self belief, self well. reliance, self reliance, self reliance, and just let go. Like just, it's just moved beyond that as, mm. as a point of worry and stress for me. I want to, mm. I want to master that the way this guy's mastered it. Mm. Mm. Let's do an example with, um, let's do, let's do the holistic
1: healer, because that's a lot of our listeners. Which you know, whether however you're doing it, in whatever genre range, um, so quality is there.
0: So many that we could realise. They're usually wounded. That's the thing. So it's really common in healing professions that, you know, we always say people are drawn to the careers that they do because they teach what they need to learn or know. Um, And so you get that particularly in psychologists, healers, those kind of things, because they often have some of the deepest wounds that they're, whether from childhood or screwed up families or whether... Lives, You know, maybe they've been burnt as a witch and a midwife 15 times and in this lifetime they're trying to come back and do it again from a place of real ownership and personal power. So you'll often find with healers, they are so good at what they do when you get them in the moment. You know, when they really set aside their own stuff and just channel or just they've got you up on the table or they're in that moment with you, you get amazing lifetimes' worth of wisdom out of these people. The problem is often that the second that that, that snaps or breaks uh that that concentration that channel they go back into themselves and often they haven't done nearly the same amount of work or wisdom back up back to themselves so it's, it's an interesting conundrum what are their gifts well their healers is the most obvious gift, yes isn't it yes maybe they're in the ways that they may challenge you or press your buttons with their own shortcomings or insecurities or things wounds that they're still working on the ways that they might... Because we've talked about this before in episodes too, Jane, like, you know, how you really got to use your intuition when, you, when you're seeking out a healer because you will sometimes get people who tell you things. I had yesterday, I had a massage with a girl who told me a whole lot of stuff and I just thought, I'm just not really going to take in a lot of what she's telling me. I'm here for the massage, not the advice, and the advice is not on. Yeah. You know, she might yeah. be intuitive, but she still doesn't know me and I didn't come to her for scientific yeah. advice and she's oh. dishing it to me on the bed. Yeah. And you, you've got to learn to, to know. So, but, so she kind of pushed my buttons in a couple of areas, but then that's for me to go away and think about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So absolutely. That, so there, there you have it. But usually healers will have an abundance of empathy. And so everybody in this planet should know what an amazing gift that is. Having said that, I just had somebody sit in my office, not, not just before Beck and I started recording, who said that she felt uh, her empathy wasn't a gift. And so... It's topical that we're doing this it's now a curse, because right she said it was a curse, and I said, no. No, no, no. But then I thought, well, no,
0: you've got to do more work. Look, there's this really... Just do my HSP course. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's shadow work. It's HSP stuff. And it's also a really amazing book that I've come across recently by Ken Page. He's an American. And he really goes into a lot of depth about core gifts. And he's developed sort of a concept or a theory with what he calls attractions of deprivation and attractions of appreciation. So it's this idea that... And just so you know, his book is chockers with all sorts of... exercises and micro meditations to, to help to find your core gifts if, if you're still struggling to know what they are He's what's got, the book called um, his book is called a deeper dating but you don't necessarily have to be looking for relationships in order to read the book because of course our whole lives are filled with relationships it doesn't have to be the of the romantic variety it can just be family members friends colleagues or your love, loved ones but it's how we attract in people according to the level that we're comfortable with our own gifts so an attraction of deprivation, well, you might be very, 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 very attracted to that man over there, very chemically hot, lots of electricity flying around, heaps of chemistry, because he consistently ignores your core gifts, All right? This is shadow work. Okay, break. yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. of course, an attraction of appreciation is what happens once you've done a bit of work on saying, okay, so how come I always attract cheaters? Why do I always attract cheaters? Because, well, you're sort of cheating on yourself in some way. How am I doing that? What's going on here? And, you you know, you go deeper, you find the core cool gift that's being... Um you know um disregarded what what's the core gift in me that he's abusing every time he cheats on me the core gift is that i am so loyal loyalty is one of my strongest values that i've always had why am i attracting in these cheaters when i believe in loyalty there's a lot of deep work to be done there once you've really had a look at where you're not being loyal or not really owning your loyalty as a core gift then you start to attract in the men or the women who have the attractions of appreciation because they also value loyalty and will show it to you in a thousand different ways. So uh, that's, it's, a really, it's an interesting language and a different way that he's worded it. But essentially, Jane, it is just core shadow work. Well, it is, absolutely. But I find that
1: look, looking at the core values, how I describe myself now versus how I would have described myself 10 or 15 years ago prior to really knowing about HSPs... Is chalk and cheese. Mm. So the the things that used to, the qualities that used to hurt me the most and cause me the most anguish in life are the same qualities that now that I've got healthy boundaries and tools and know how to manage myself so much better. And that you're proud uh, of. That I'm proud of. Exactly. But guess what? They are in my three deep beautiful soul sisters. The same qualities are there. So they're mirrored back to you now in the friendship. Yeah, that they're you mirrored have. back with you and, and my other couple of beautiful, very close girlfriends. And those friendships are friendships that actually have grown deeply over the past ten years since I started to own the positive in me. So it's dynamic the different quality of people that you will attract into your life mm. as a result
0: of really embracing and loving your core beliefs, your I've, core gifts. Personally, having done a bit of work on this myself in the last few years, I have also noticed the same phenomenon. I've had some new friendships come in and they are very I've, – I've currently got about four or five women who are very close to me yeah. – they're all obviously completely different people, but they are all very, very strongly the same in mirroring back the couple of gifts that I've been working on. It is Isn't it beautiful? It is so It's beautiful. Fascinating. And I've also seen my, I could, you could say relationship with my father change, but I'm not even going to use that word. It's. I think it's what's shifted is the way I view and value my father has oh, yes, shifted. Yes, that has. Because I, as I've done the work... I now see, this is almost a love, language, love languages thing as well, I now see how he shows his love to me and it wasn't how I was looking for it. But now I see it because I better understand it. And it comes back to the, the very basic, which we did in probably episode two or three, which was yeah. like attracts like
1: yeah. and, you know, you've got to be what it is you want. Mm. You know, so when somebody says, oh, I really want to meet a funny man because, you know, I'm pretty serious and I need to, I need to lighten up a bit, it's like, well, honey, you've got to get a sense of humour before you're going to get the funny man. And the proof is exactly what we are saying. Because why would he
0: want you, what are you bringing to the table? Yeah. Like, you know, exactly. A funny man wants to be laughed at, but... And you, see, he, you, you say that about the fit people as well and the, and the overweight yeah, people. Yeah, exactly.
1: Lay that down, Joe. Exactly. So when I have somebody who's a couch potato and, you know, 20 or 30 kilos overweight, and they tell me that they want somebody that's fit and active, it's like, uh, see, the fit and active ones are wanting the fit and active ones. That they can go jogging with down the that's beach it. at sunrise. Exactly, mm. exactly. And they will specifically say, I don't want a couch potato. Yeah. If they're not physically active, and physically active doesn't mean going for a 20-minute walk twice a week. That means physically active means that, you know, heart rate up, it's all happening, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like attracts like.
0: There was a very interesting article on Facebook. I'm going to find the link and put it under this show on Facebook when we put it up so you guys can have a look. Now, this is a bit of a segue, but I'm curious to explore this territory sort of under the banner of this topic. So basically someone has written the most articulate article I've yet to find on Generation Y. Someone has basically completely, almost scientifically, with a couple of graphs, coined what's going on with this generation that's the young generation. And it's quite worrying. It, it, it begins with a stick figure drawing of a little girl, and it says, this is Lucy. She has everything she needs in a great life, but she's sort of not really happy. And this kind of sums up Gen Y, which is that they have over... that They're... they're, they're, they're Their parents who came from a certain generation have inflated them with the view that if you work hard, you can get anywhere, be anyone and do anything. They're inflated with the view that they're very, 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 very special and there's no one quite like them. Um, and they're also then at the same time in, uh, you know, in this world of screens, Facebooks and Instagrams and Tumblrs where everyone's living a projected perfect life. And you put all of these things together and you get a very hollow feeling inside your soul because none of those things carry genuine spiritual vibrational weight. And so we've got these very, very lost young people who are, you know, as we know, bouncing into the workforce, expecting to start at the top, not at the bottom, not climb their way up, they don't understand failure, they don't understand coming second, they don't, why should I have to, you know, it's, it's, and while I I love that for the warrior wayfarer um, aspect of going into corporations and pulling them down and saying, why should I do it this way, it's also a worry because they're basically starting out at 18 or 21 and thinking that they have the wisdom and the power of a 60 or 70 year old who's done the hard yards in life and has had the lessons. I just think it's interesting under this core gifts umbrella that we're talking about today, how important it is to remember to nurture your children if you're a mother or a father listening to this show with helping them to identify their core gifts and every night when I put my kids into bed I'll ask them three questions and sometimes the questions are things like why do you love yourself or how are you a good friend or what, what is the reason what, what is something you did today that is it that made you a really nice person what was that thing so get your children even if they're three or four years old to begin to articulate their own core gifts. That's beautiful, Beck.
1: Love that story. Thanks, Janie. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I am open and receptive
0: to embrace my unique gifts. And we are open and receptive to your feedback, your support, and we're on lovelifeshow.com if you'd like to chase us up with any queries, ideas for shows, and, of course, all of our life coaching and psychic counselling details are on our website. Jane and I also have added a support us button to our website, so if you would ever like to make um, a small monetary or large monetary contribution of your own private choosing to enable Jane and I to keep giving you all of our best teachings for free ad-free, every week on YouTube and on Love Life and on Facebook. Please just hop over to our website, lovelifeshow.com, and uh, you can help us out there to keep Love Life being downloaded into your ears every Wednesday. So until this time next week, have fun having a good, long, hard look at what your core gifts might be and honouring them. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.